Welcome to the Casually Normies podcast, a chit-chat where we dive into the real-life stories of young adults in the middle of their adulting journey. I'm your host, Karim Azideni, head of the content at Casually Normies. You won't hear anyone famous on these podcast episodes. Instead, you'll hear everyday normal people just like you share personal stories about their growth, how it has impacted them, and the things they've learned along the way. Grab yourself a drink and let our talk settle in. Hi Normies, I just want to say an important thing about the Casually Normies podcast because we are growing and our audience is growing not only in terms of mindfulness, inspiration, but also in terms of numbers. I need to point out that our podcast is meant to empower youth when it comes to their life choices. It also stands for mental health awareness and when I say Casually Normies, I am normalizing mental health struggles and the misfits as I am already a part of the community, and seriously, who doesn't? We still can slay and achieve huge things in life, uh, no matter what. Hi, Normies. Uh, The idea of this episode on the psychology of a user um, came to me while looking at the responses to an IG poll uh, that some followers typed And since you are asking the questions, dear normies, I will try to answer how to spot a user with Dr. Kyla as simply as possible. Let's start from the premise that a profiter is, strictly speaking, is a person who uses kindness in order to serve his own interest. But how to recognize this individual, since he will look like, let's put that in bracket, a friend in everything. Hi, Dr. Kyla. Um, happy to have you with among us today. Um, first, let's set the record straight and talk about your background in psychology and human behavior. Sure. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so, just simple kind of background. So, I am a licensed mental health counselor, and I have a PhD in mental health counseling. So, really, that means that I just enjoy and have had experience. Um, working with individual clients who are maybe struggling with some emotional or behavioral difficulties, um, some research opportunities, as well as teaching. So I really love to kind of do all of that. And I have a psychotherapy practice here in Miami, Florida, actually, where I see children, adolescents, and young adults um, kind of navigating some of these things. Yeah, perfect. So to understand how to deal with a user um, or spot a user in the first place, it is important to understand like how their psychology works. So a user is often defined socially by a form of parasite that lives on others. How can we define a user psychologically? How does his mindset works? Yeah, so I like this topic a lot. And I know that we previously talked about Um, the word user. So I'm going to refer to the word exploiter, um, just for, you know, those people who don't know, in the mental health and kind of clinical psychology world, we just want to make sure that we're clarifying and not confusing that with any kind of mental health use, um, or I'm sorry, substance abuse, because sometimes, you know, we might use that word for that as well. So I'll use the word exploiter. And then if there's any kind of confusion there, we can kind of clear that up as we go. Um, so yeah, so to define that, so really, um, an exploiter, or as you said, someone who might be using someone else is someone who takes advantage of other people or things kind of for their own gain. 
um, for their own opportunity. And so really there's kind of like a spectrum or better should say a variety of acts of exploitation. So that can come in a physical realm, in a sexual realm, um, mental realm, labor, you know, the list goes on and on. And we often think of these really big traumatizing events as when we think of exploitation, right? Um, but there's really mental manipulation too that can also exist in everyday relationships that falls under this kind of definition of exploitation. So it's kind of really important for us to maybe go a little bit more into that. And this mental manipulation is something that we often refer to as gaslighting. So gaslighting is someone is when someone psychologically manipulates someone else by having that person kind of question their own reality, such as how they really should be feeling in a situation, um, etc. So this is so they exploit the exploiter can kind of gain more power. And that's kind of the whole idea behind that. Um, I know you had asked a little bit about the mindset of an exploiter. Did you want me to go into that a little bit? Yeah. Okay, sure. So, you know, an exploiter is, as we just discussed, solely kind of seeking the selfish gain. So typically this individual will, you know, sometimes we use the word prey on someone. Um, that is known to be kind of more vulnerable, right? So there might be this kind of grooming period in the beginning to first kind of gain that person's trust. And keep in mind, you know, this might sound kind of familiar when we're talking about sexual exploitation, but this also goes hand in hand with that everyday kind of manipulation I discussed before, just in relationships, right? Um, it, you know, and so they, you know, um, I'm sorry, exploiters will kind of find victims or individuals, let's say, in their life that have maybe some kind of a weakness or something that they can work with as an easy way to manipulate them to get their way in some way. So, you know, they they find ways to have that other person feel really defenseless and they'll somehow try to use their flaws um, or their vulnerabilities to their advantage to get what they want. Yeah, so we know an explorator is constantly in search of praise uh, that he can use in order for his needs to be met. Right. What, can, what can make us an easy target for a user or an exploiter? So that's a good question. So I'm, I'm careful with this. So I, I don't know when it comes to easy target, I know exactly what you're asking. I, I put that with a kind of a disclaimer. I'd be very careful um, to say easy target in the sense that that could easily convey to trauma trauma survivors that it's their fault, you know, that this happened to yeah. them. And I, I want to, you know, be careful to say that it's not. If something happened to you or someone used you, this isn't your fault necessarily. Manipulators and exploiters are very sneaky and kind of tricky in their ways. But kind of what you had asked, you know, there is something important to kind of just being aware of when something doesn't feel right, right? That kind of intuition and listening to ourselves. And if you have that feeling, if you have that gut feeling, you're probably right. So, you know, I'll put it out there that typically people with a trauma past or, you know, someone with trust issues, an exploiter will really find ways to pull that out and use this to their advantage. So, you know, maybe someone also having high levels of empathy and wanting to really help the world in some way that might be something that, you know, an exploiter might kind of leech on to, to kind of get their own gain from that. 
or someone who, you know, we refer to as might be, you know, more prone to people pleasing. Um, also, maybe someone who has a lot of money or resources where they have a lot to offer. Um, someone who might use that person might attach to that, right? Or, you know, even so someone that doesn't have financial backing and they're kind of in a place where they're looking for ways to get back on their feet, right? Um, someone who might decide to take advantage might be looking for that or might be more attracted to that. Um, and then, you know, going to the other end of the spectrum, there's someone who might be really ambitious, who's trying to get to the top of their work and their work setting. And, and this can be um, a place where someone might take advantage of that, right? Um, so there's so many different ways that, you know, these kind of exploiters and manipulators can kind of look out and see what would work best to their advantage, who would work best to their advantage. So, you know, that becomes really important. And I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but just using your boundaries when feeling something is off is, is so important. Um, and, you know, also just I'm sorry, also just definitely depends on the type of using that's going on um, and how to answer some of these questions because there is such a spectrum. Um, and if I could just make a point, I just wanted to go back to, you know, for anyone that's listening who has been in kind of a severe situation of manipulation or um, being used in some way, you know, in these moments, oftentimes we are, our body kind of goes into survival mode, right? And, um, you know, we have this fight or flight response. And within that response, there's also a freeze response. So sometimes it's not necessarily by choice, but our body might choose to freeze up and not respond as a way to protect ourselves. So with me saying that, I just want people to know that if something had happened to you or you feel like you were taken advantage of kind of severely in the moment and you were not able to respond, this is not your fault, right? This was your body and your mind doing and choosing what it could to best protect you in that moment. Yes. Um, the main problem with an exploiter is that he can be found almost anywhere uh, at work, in your neighborhood, in class, or even in your family. It is a matter of identifying it to get rid of it, right? So what are the signs that should make us stop and question whether this someone is using us? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's probably not always so easy in the moment. Um, you know, just as I brought up that kind of fight, flight, or freeze response. Um, but depending on kind of what's going on, you know, I think it's important for anyone out there listening just to know that, again, and I can't preface this enough, this can happen kind of on a more minor scale in everyday relationships, right? So you always want to try to assess the level of danger being involved in communications with this person if you can, um, but also just kind of asking yourself, how do I feel in this situation? You know, sticking to my gut and seeing is this something that I'm comfortable with, right? So it kind of brings us back to this idea of boundaries. And there are definitely some warning signs you can look out for, you know, kind of to begin with. Um, so for example, if this person seems only interested in specific things from you, right? Whether that's money, clothing, sex, status, um, emotional labor, transportation, right? Um, if you have the sense that they're making you feel guilty, right? Like you're never doing enough for them. Um, they're always suffering in some way or, or another and making you feel like a bad person for saying no to them. Um, 
you know, maybe they're controlling you in some way. Um, you know, they pay particular attention to your weakness, as we talked about before, right? They might point it out or use it to get you to do something. Um, and a big one that I mentioned a little bit earlier, is just making you question your reality. Um, you know, saying to yourself, wait a second, maybe I am too emotional. Maybe what they're saying is right, right? And to that, you want to respond, you know, no, that's not how I see it. This is how I feel. And kind of sticking to your guns there and not letting that manipulation happen, um, you know, which sometimes is easier said than done. So I think, you know, just to speak to kind of everyday situations, you can also have someone in school who is, you know, quote unquote, using you to get ahead on their test, right? They, they might be cheating off of you, or they might be making plans with you to study and really take your homework or whatever that is. Or, you know, you might have someone using you for the new car that you got and needing a ride somewhere, right? So there's these kind of everyday uh, minor situations that still need to be addressed in this way and kind of listening to your gut, you know, does this feel right for me? And kind of if that doesn't, sitting down and confronting this person and talking about the behaviors that you're noticing, you know, and sometimes in these minor situations, you know, the other person might not necessarily realize the damage it's doing. So kind of pointing that out um, and giving that a chance, whereas if it's kind of a more serious and dangerous and harmful situation, you know, you still want to bring this to the surface, but this might require, you know, reporting what's going on or taking this to an authority level or talking to someone who you can trust, right? Um, just to take the next steps that are appropriate. Yeah, like for me, I think that we may have, like the fact that we may have been or be used um, can tell us a lot about ourselves. It means that we are kind and willing to give, or at least we have something that people want. Mm -hmm. And like being trapped by an exploiter before may help us collect some data and be able to identify this kind of people later. Um, what do you think is can being used be a good thing? Mm, okay, I see what you're saying. Um, so you mean can being used be a good thing about yourself for the person yeah. who's being used? I see. Um, you know, I think that what you're saying is interesting in the sense that it does have you reflect on kind of your own characteristics, right? And so mm -hmm. while I'll preface again, it's never someone's fault necessarily yeah. that that's happening. Um, I do think that, you know, it could say something about someone being kind and, you know, wanting to please others, which we also have to be careful when that's kind of going too far. Um, but, you know, just being generous. And like I said before, one of those kind of warning signs was being really empathetic, right? Empathetic is great, but we want to make sure that those levels are kind of contained so that someone's not taking advantage of it. And so it's not going kind of too far. Um, so I, I guess that's my answer to that, if that answers your question. Um, in the context of this conversation, being used in general, which I know you would agree, obviously, is is not good, right? I mean, even if even if like someone had manipulated you to do something for a good cause, like donate to charity, for example, um, you know, the end result might be good and that you're donating to charity, but manipulation is still manipulation and no individual should be subjected to feeling taken advantage of by someone else, right? We always, we have these needs and we always want to feel that we have a need of autonomy and choice um, in our life. And that takes that away, right? That takes that away from us. So 
it's very kind of a selfish and heartless and really an insensitive act um, of someone else to be using us in that way, right? And like I said, it's not to say necessarily you need to cut that relationship off right away, depending on the severity of it. Maybe you have a friend that's doing something that they don't realize or that they realize in the moment, but don't really realize how it's affecting you, right? And I think it's important in those kind of situations at that level to kind of bring up how you feel and bring up what you're noticing and that it doesn't feel good for you, right? And kind of see how that goes from there. And if that doesn't stop, that's when you really have to draw those boundaries, right? Yeah, speaking of boundaries, like how to draw the limits and set those boundaries without like stepping in too much. We want to be firm, but like we don't we don't want to be harsh either. So Yeah, so you know, boundaries are so so important um in general for everyone. So, you know, with this question, I can answer it in so many ways. It's not just solely related to the topic of exploiters, but we it's definitely something we want you know, in place when we're feeling used in that way. So, you know, like I was saying, we all really have our own limits and our needs and we all have our own comfort levels and we really need to hold space for that and, and make those clear to people when we feel that they're violated, right? So that's really a powerful form of self-care in and of itself. So, you know, this could be as simple as someone asking, I'll give you an example, you know, asking to hang out a few days in a row, and you're kind of like tired and, you know, you kind of feel you need some space from just spending social time or spending time with this particular person. And you don't really feel like hanging out again. Right. So what we would call like a healthy boundary, having a healthy boundary would entail a response that's kind of both flexible yet still firm. Right. It's still getting your your message across and kind of standing your ground in some way. So that might sound like. Um, maybe next week, I definitely need a break from from hangouts this week, right? Um, so just kind of putting your boundary in place, whereas someone with something we call porous boundaries, these boundaries are a little more loose, you know, it might be a little bit more harder to say no in this sense. And we might say something like, sure, of course, come over when we really don't necessarily feel that way. So we're not honoring our needs in that way. Um, and then lastly, you know, we have these rigid boundaries. So, you know, rigid boundaries can not be good either, right? To be too rigid, we avoid kind of social interaction, we avoid social relationships. Um, but, you know, it depends, again, on the context. Like, if I'm dealing with someone who's manipulating me and using me in a way that's kind of a sexual exploitation or you know, something of that nature that's really harmful, I think this rigid boundary is going to really come in much more handy, right? I'm going to say something like, absolutely not, this is off limits, right? And I'm going to remove myself from the situation and avoid that as much as possible. So, you know, when we say healthy boundaries, I think overall, it's important to keep an idea, this mind of both a flexible and a firm response. But in certain situations, as the one I just mentioned, having that rigid boundary kind of might be more um, protective, right? And, and more of an appropriate response. Yeah, so a last question, like our podcast is dedicated mostly to audience uh, at a young age uh, where relationships are messy and confusing. And this type of behavior is very common. What kind of advice can you give to young who are being used or who are actually using others? Yeah, that's a really great question. So for people who are, you know, finding themselves maybe after listening to this podcast saying to themselves like, oh, 
I do kind of take advantage more or, you know, I am, you know, I am trying to get things for my own gain more. Um, ask yourself, have I received, you know, needs that I needed from a young age? What are my deep needs, right? And how did I learn to get these needs or to meet these needs? Did I learn to use because communicating my needs wasn't effective? Um, so I think self-reflection is really important as to why this behavior is occurring, right? Was this kind of a learned, a learned behavior of mind? And, you know, sometimes therapy is really, really helpful for something like that, kind of talking it out and exploring that. Um, also just being mindful of empathy and how powerful that is. So practicing ways to increase your empathy. Um, research shows that empathy is inborn, but it's also a learned skill. So it's something that we can really cultivate in ways and kind of expand upon throughout life. So the way you would do that is, you know, throughout social situations, um, or even watching the news, whatever it may be, really asking ourselves, like, how do I think that this person feels right now? Or, you know, after I might do something that might take advantage of someone, wait, how do I think that this might make this person feel? How would I feel? Right? Um, so really kind of questioning and getting in tune with that. Um, and then of course, for, you know, more of those kind of big offenses and, and using people in kind of more harmful ways, um, I'm going to resort back to therapy for that because I think there's so much more underlying work to do, you know, that's really important. Um, and, you know, to elaborate on that to those that are feeling like they are being used. So on the other side of the spectrum or taken advantage of in a relationship, um, just like I said, really noticing when something feels off and communicating how you feel first. So, you know, sometimes um, just pointing out what had happened that was uncomfortable to your friend or your partner or to whoever it was and using those boundaries to really set that limit. If this still, if this behavior still occurs and occurs repeatedly, you know, this might mean exiting the friendship or the relationship altogether. So asking yourself how this friendship or relationship serves you or doesn't serve you, right? And of course, maybe in some situations, you might want to try to work that out at first. Um, in those more kind of toxic situations, you might say to yourself, you know what, this has been going on for this amount of time. I don't deserve this, right? I kind of really need to walk away from this. So just trusting yourself and your gut, um, and also just knowing that you can reach out for help if you need assistance with this, right? As we said, exploiters and manipulators can be very manipulating um, to a certain degree. So it's okay to ask for help in how to kind of navigate this situation. Um, also talking to someone really trusted in your life, um, you know, about how serious this might feel for you. And, you know, just knowing that there's always appropriate steps forward if this is something more serious, reminding yourself you didn't ask for this just because someone might be using you or might be taking advantage of you. You didn't, you don't deserve this, right? This is not something that you had asked them to do explicitly. So kind of keeping those things in mind. That's it for this episode from Casually Normies. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Casually Normies and if you wish to be featured on future episodes of the podcast, just click on the link in the show notes to submit your application.